look at them yo-yos. That's the way you do it. You play the guitar on your MTV. <laughs> that ain't working. That's the way you do it. Money for nothing and your chicks for free. <laughs> now, let me tell you, them guys ain't dumb. Maybe get a blister on your little finger. Maybe get a blister on your thumb. We've got to install microwave ovens, custom kitchen deliveries. <laughs> We've got to move these refrigerators. We got to move these color TVs. <laughs> Dire straits, man. Thank you. Money for nothing. You had no idea what he was saying. Right? <laughs> That song was probably played on music videos uh, oh, yeah. everywhere. Many, the, yeah. yeah, all the yeah. time, man. Yeah. It's actually a pretty cool video, too. Yeah, with, uh, the great pop. video. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, Vito, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me. Thank Excited you to be for, here. You got the pain out of the way. Yeah, that's it. The hard part's done. <laughs> Everybody's going to question you now. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe or you record got deals video. are going to come in. No, I'm, I'm going to say no. <laughs> no, man. Thank you so much for opening the show up. That, that's great. Nobody's done that one, so it's actually really oh, good. Oh, perfect. Good. Yeah, which really is. So welcome to the show. We've got a lot to talk about. I, I know you're a fan of the show and what's going on, and uh, we're going to finally get a show about you. Cool. So, Appreciate it. Uh, quick shout out. To Royce and Steve uh, for three-way for the tee that I'm wearing. Um, and then I just want to let everybody know the deets here. Uh, let me get this. Vito Scavetta. Scavetta. That's it. Okay. Uh, Scavetta Renovation and Design, Inc. You're the owner for 13 years. ScavettaRenovations.com. Reach them at info at ScavettaRenovations.com. And then on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, also on Twitter or no Twitter? I do, but I... But you I, don't pay attention. I don't pay attention. Uh, don't pay attention to it. Scavetta Renovation and Design. And then on Instagram is Scavetta underscore Renos uh, on IG there. Okay, so where would you like to begin? It's your show, brother. You tell well, me you know what's funny is that uh, technically speaking, we're roundabout kind of connected, related, because your wife is from the Azores as yeah. well. And yeah. My family's from the Azores. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're Paisans. Yeah, we're Paisans. <laughs> That's what it is, right? So I'm sure that there's a lot of uh, chatter going on during the holidays at the family functions get Always. together because you being Italian and she being yeah. Portuguese. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, uh, yeah, there's a few Italians. There's, there's actually been low chatter. Well, from me, because Italy didn't make the World Cup this year. <laughs> so I've been, no my, fault I've been of yours. keeping my mouth shut. Yeah. You know, and, and every, you know, Portuguese relative that I see, you know, they want to they wanna chirp, but, you know, we'll just, we'll just leave it quiet. Yeah, just leave it quiet. Then they're creating their own drama right now. It's yeah. going on. Oh, but, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't been following. Everybody's been letting me know. And, oh, did you just see the Portugal one? I was like, I no, didn't see it. Been paying pay attention to other things, man. Yeah. So I know that we got talking right before the mics were rolling. Uh, we were just talking about how everyone just has a bone to pick, just to complain, and it's just human construction yep. nature. Human nature. That's it. So what? What is? What is the chatter going on? What? What? What grinds my gears? Is that what you want to know? Yeah. These days. Oh, these days. Uh, you know, like like we were just saying before the camera started rolling. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, from a from a business perspective, as a general contractor, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like we were saying, you know, like everyone's always got something to complain about. And, you know, you try and run a tight ship. And don't get me wrong. Like, I got great trades. Um, and they're all trades that I've been using for years. You know, it's not like the next job comes up. Now I'm on Kijiji looking for a plumber yeah. or looking for an electrician. You're building relationships. Of course, 100%. You know, I always tell clients when I when I sell them work, you know, like, if, if I can't 
build a relationship or build trust with you first, there's no point in me building anything for you at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to sound cliche-ish, but it's it's true, right? And the same thing goes with my trades. And, um, you know what I mean? Like, um, but sometimes it's, if, you know, general contracting, you're a glorified babysitter. You know what I mean? I call it trade sitting. Yeah, trade sitting. Trade <laughs> sure. sitting. That's what exactly. I call it, right? You are. You yeah. are. And I know some of my trades are probably going to watch this, and it's nothing personal, but uh, at the end of the day, work's got to get done, and... You know, some of my big pet peeves is when, you know, trades say they're going to show up and no, uh, they don't. They, well, not that they don't. They're, they're, because me, I like to keep a tight schedule and I can't stand lateness. I'm, you know what I mean? And, and then excuses and stuff like that. And, but overall, my trades are fantastic. You know what I mean? I can't really complain. But they roll in and they have that, that roll in walk of shame onto the job site. Like they, <laughs> they know they're late. Yeah. They want to try to avoid eye contact. Yeah. They yeah. want, they just want to get going. So as if they got a little bit of a sweat building up yeah. and then you're not angry at them because they're actually, and it's like, we're not trying to be angry at you. We just, we're trying to run a business. And that's what I was just saying. Like before we got started, how all I really care about anybody that's working with me or for me is if they care about my business. Yeah. I'm not asking you. I don't want to ask you. I don't want to go, listen, are you going to care about my business? No. You, I want, show me you're going to care about my business. Yep, 100%. And, and then I'll just return the same respect. That's yep. all it is, right? The, the, the client, the homeowner, is your, is your I want them to feel like it's their client as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? But So how did you get to this point where you started on your own? You were working before <clears throat> with somebody else. and I actually got into the industry or the business uh by accident because i was not i didn't realize i had i possessed the skills that i do until i was geez 30 something years old what were you doing before uh so well before <clears throat> i actually wanted to be a police officer okay so early 20s i was trying to become a police officer um didn't work out uh for you know, reasons that um, I just didn't meet the criteria as a white male, let's just say. <laughs> so I didn't meet the criteria, <laughs> That's even right. though I passed tests and physicals and stuff like that. But uh, I was working as an armored car driver and, um, you know, I have my gun license and had a 38 special and a pump action uh, Remington. And we used to fill bank machines and stuff like that. But to make a long story short, I got married at 27 and uh about a month into getting married, which was now a month before Christmas, I got laid off. Yeah, it was wow. tough. Okay. So I was like, you know what? I've been working all this time. Let me go on pogey. So uh, I'm at home collecting EI, and a friend of mine said to me, uh, why don't you join the union? I said, what union? Join the laborers' union. I said, what is, what is that? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, high-rise construction. You pull nails. You stack lumber. And... Uh, sweep the floors it's easy gig you make 26 bucks an hour and you got benefits i said okay you know what it's better than nothing what am i going to do do yeah. i really want to be an armored car driver my whole life i'm not going to become a cop I'm, I'm 27 now almost 28 so i yeah i joined the union went to the six-week uh course uh, for 506 okay and then within a couple of weeks, I was uh, on high rise and like i said pulling nails stacking beams and did you like it uh, no, I hated it. Hated it. It was a paycheck. It was a paycheck. It was a good paycheck. You know what I hated the most was I lived in Brampton when we first got married. Okay. And I was driving out to Oshawa, downtown Toronto. Oh, they were shipping you. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. 
I hated that the most because I had to be up at 5 a.m. to make to the job site for 7. And, you know, just like we said before, even the kind of start rolling, like you want to be a little bit early. And, and, and I didn't want to put my boots on until I got to the job site. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So put your boots on, especially the winter time. Get your jacket on, your tool belt and everything ready, your gloves. And so I didn't like that very much. But um, what happened was uh, I was I was the only Italian on all Portuguese crew. So, uh, <laughs> talk about a minority. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, um, I, I would eat lunch by myself. They uh, wouldn't include I would you. Eat, no, I would eat lunch. come on. I would eat lunch by myself. What are, island or continent? What's I don't know. I didn't ask. <laughs> Most of them didn't speak English. <laughs> so, um, so you had lunch in the stairwell? No, no. I just <laughs> up on the slab. I. I Pick a stack of lumber and, you know, just whatever, right? By the way, all of us at some point in our lives have had lunch in the stairwell. I don't yeah, care who yeah. you are. No, not in the stairwell. We, we've all had too that Too dark moment. and dusty in there. <laughs> so, um, but uh, one day I was, um, I'm, I don't, listen, I'm curious, you know what I mean? And I like to learn new things. So I would go to the engineer's table and I would, I would read the drawings. And then one day I was having my lunch. All the carpenters set their tools down. They all went for lunch. And um, I was reading the drawing, and they were just about to frame, uh, do concrete form for one of the pillars. So I grabbed the carpenter's tools. I started framing the form for the pillar, set it all up, plumbed it, this and this and that. Lunch was over. The foreman came running. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, I know, I know. Get out of here. Go, go, go get your broom. Go back and sweep. I said, okay, okay, no problem, sorry. Next day, foreman comes up to me. He goes, uh, I was looking at your work. I said, yeah. He goes, man, not bad. You're working with Joe now. You're his carpenter's help. You're a carpenter's <laughs> helper now. I said, great. All the other laborers were like, where are you going? Uh, I'm, I'm working with Joe now. I'm carpenter's helper now. And uh, then from there. Was that easy with the union to switch right over? Um, you know what? I didn't actually switch. I worked with him for about... Um, Six months to a year. Then again, winter came along, got laid off. Um, I went to go work with um, another general contractor. So in the meantime, while I'm working union, I'm starting to pick up little things. Like I'm learning how to do trim. I'm teaching myself how to do tile. On your own? On or? my own. Oh, yeah, on okay. my own. I'm doing On your own house? Uh, side jobs for side friends. Jobs. Okay. This and this and that. They wanted basically free labor. They didn't care if it was 100%. You know what I mean? So I'm like, hey, listen, I'm I'm learning. You know, They're never like, yeah. built anything before, Vito. Never built anything before. Never. Nothing. What? What? Can I ask what the old man did for a living? My old man was an auto body man, a mechanic. Okay, so different trade. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but you know, he was skilled, and you know, he could do a little bit. Of t but he never taught me any of that. He taught me how to turn a wrench. Okay. You know what I mean? But never taught me anything construction related, really, other than uh, dig a hole in the backyard <laughs> for a fence post. That's maybe about it. Yeah. Um. But um, I went to go work. Uh, I knew these. I knew this family, and uh, two brothers. No, no construction experience at all. They were businessmen, and uh, they had a, a home renovation company. And um, they said to me, uh, "We want you to come and work for us." Because I, I also did a little bit of sales here and there, and and they're like, "We want you to come and do sales and do project managing for us." I said, "Okay, great." I I quit my job. I went to go work for them. One year contract. And um, after one year, they're like, okay, um, yeah, we don't need you no more, blah, 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 blah. Get laid off again? Laid off again. 
And um, I'm like, man, I'm like, these two yo-yos. Strictly businessmen. Strictly businessmen. They didn't know how to swing a hammer. University diplomas on the wall in their so office. So they crunched the numbers. That's it. But okay. they were, uh, it was so funny because one of them even told me, they're like, we sell Schluter and we don't even know what the hell it is. <laughs> but we sell it. So they upcharge it. I guess. That's what they so, do. Th- but it was just two guys and a secretary. They had a whole bunch of trades working for them. But the point is, I would manage all these trades, and they were garbage. I'm looking at these guys. I'm like, these guys are garbage. What and do you mean tra- by garbage? Like, what, they just didn't care? Or? No, the workmanship was absolutely horrible. Okay. Horrible workmanship. And I'm like, I, I could do better than this. And then when I got when they let me go, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just I'm gonna start my own business. What am I gonna do? I got a you know I got a baby on the I got a, oh, a newborn, and um, I'm gonna go register a company name and uh, I'm gonna try it, see what happens. That was 13 years ago. That was 13 years ago. Wow. And uh, now I'm I'm it's I've I've taken December off. I know you were saying that. Gotta relax. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm envious, and I think we want to share that with everybody, that yeah. instead of having the mad rush at yeah. the holiday break, no. you no. just eliminate that rush yep. and tell your clients that everything shuts down at the end yep. of November. That's it. And I'm, I'm currently booking for 2025. I guess it gives you a lot of family time. Uh, you know what? My kids are actually still in school for a couple of weeks, but uh, my wife, is she works from home. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's good. You know what I mean? Like... Um, I'll just basically spend most of the days sitting on the couch, but you know. researching. Yeah, researching. But you know what? I take this time now to go see my doctor, hit the chiropractor. You know, all this stuff that I don't have time for. You know, during the year, this is when, like I got dentist appointment tomorrow, annual physical catch next up. week. Catch, catch up, up on, on everything. Stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. it. A few things around the house that I keep putting off, stuff like that. Are you still swinging the hammer, Vito? One hundred percent. Really? Oh yeah. After thirteen years of running, oh the yeah, one hundred percent. Why is that? I love it. So you don't want to pass it on to somebody else. You don't want to just focus on the sales and the business no. and grow the business. No, you don't no. want to do that. No, because it's my name. That's and why it's my. You'll name. always stay there. Well, I got a plan. Okay, I'm forty five now. I got a ten year plan. I've got two boys. I'm hoping my wife doesn't want me to pressure them, but I got two boys, and my youngest is is. More they, interested than my older one. So they've shown interest. Yeah, sort of. Sort of. Yeah, I took my oldest to bring your kid to work day a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, what I mean, he helped me do this and do that. But uh, my youngest, he's only 11. But uh, he's like, yeah, dad, I want to run the business. So <laughs> we'll see. Because I got, you know, I got like a 10-year plan. We'll see what happens when I turn 55. And, you know, where the business goes from there. If my kids, you know, decide they want to come in, then I'll stick around. If they don't... um, Maybe I scale back a little bit because right now I, I don't do anything small. I love larger projects, yeah, yeah. main floor remodels, kitchen remodels, load bearing wall knockouts, master ensuite remodels, basement remodels. I don't touch small stuff unless it's a repeat client. They reach out, hey, Vito, can you do that? Yeah, yeah, no problem. I'll fit it in. Sure, no problem. But um, you haven't found a tradesperson that has worked with you or working with you that you thought I could hand it off to them? They haven't. That, that's the problem. Yeah. I'm a control freak. Got to let it go, Vito. I can't. You got to let can't. it go, man. Like I said, it's my if name. If you wanted to grow it, you got to let it go. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I don't. I, I'm at the point where, if 13 years later, do I? How much more do I need to grow it? I, I only do one project at a time. For me to take on multiple projects, multiple trades, which means just multiple headaches, and I'm not on the job. I'm running around, you know, picking up material and. 
You know what I mean? My clients love the fact that not only did I sell them the, the, the project, the, the job, I'm there every day and I'm doing 60% of the work. So you're doing everything, like majority of it? I do about 60% of the work. So what parts don't you do that you sub and out for? Electrical, plumbing, HVAC. So the tickets. Mud and tape. Okay. Um, if, it, if I'm doing a bathroom model, I'll paint it if my painter's not available. Okay. But if I'm doing a basement... I'll have my painter come and paint. Um, I recently just hired a tile setter. She's fantastic. I hate doing tile, even though I can. I'm good at it, but I it takes I hate, a toll, man. I hate thin set, which is handling. I it, hate thin set. Working with it, yeah. Hate I thin hate set. thin set all over your wallet and your phone. Yeah, your you know, hands, your phone rings for whatever reason. Somehow there's a gob of thin set will or just on your, drop or, in your pocket, or a and gob of thin set on your boot. Yeah, I yeah. hate all. That's the part that it dries, it. and then it's all crusty, and then it's in the car, it's yeah. in the van, whatever. Yeah, yeah no. But yeah, my like my electrician is great. My plumbers are great. My taper is fantastic. He's an absolute magician. But other than that, like drywall hanging, framing, I have a demo crew that I hire out. When, if I'm doing a main floor remodel. I don't want to rip up, you know, 500 square feet of tile yeah. or I call demo crew. Let them come and do it. Bathroom model. If they're available. Great. If they're not me, I got a helper. I usually do. I participate in co-op student program with high schools, yeah. local high schools, kids. They want to learn. Yeah, no problem. But you got to start from the bottom, buddy. Grab that bin of garbage and haul it downstairs. We all do it. Yeah, we all did it. We were all there. But you, all these guys that are great on the, tr on the crew, uh, all the trades, they weren't the first string. You you went through a few of them before you found these guys, no? Uh, my plumber, 13 years. Oh, wow. Yep. My electrician, um, I want to say probably six years, seven years. But he was he was one of the lead electricians for my original plumber. Or, sorry, my, my original electrician. Okay. He sold his business. And... Um, Vince, my electrician, he was one of the lead electricians for my old electrician, Chris. And uh, when he sold, he said, listen, I'm going to give you all my small general contractors, all his contacts, me being one of them, and said, start your own business. Don't go work for the new company you sold to. Start your own business. And uh, even though he was already doing electrical for me before working for ABC company, now he's working for me still on his, on his own, right? So I could say he's been with me for almost, you know, 10, 12 years. You know taper, I mean, well. mutter, same thing? My taper, eight years at least. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. When I when I finally going to hold on to them, man. And just, yeah, I mean, you're you're providing work for them. Yeah. But they're working for other GCs as oh, well, Oh, yeah, too. 100%. They got their own clients and stuff like that and no other GCs. Tile setter is hard to find, tell you that. Tile, why do you think that? <sighs> I, I see the younger tile setters having older tile setter problems sooner. I'm talking about physically and mentally. Okay. Uh, this is what I found with tile setters. Um, <laughs> they're, uh, they're a niche breed. And uh, social media, for some reason, doesn't matter what trade it is, but social media has blown up the tile world. Well, I think IG's developed... Um, and a, a filter yeah. for tiling. Yeah. Um, Everything I see is always tile setting. Yeah. And these guys are like, look at me, you know, Picasso, and which is great. But now rate, rate, that's caused rates to go up, I think, and stuff like that. But, uh, but that's fine. I want a guy who's got finesse. I don't want to, 
Yeah, exactly. I had a couple of older Italian guys that I found. They were 30 years, both experienced house setters. Old school ways. Old school ways, but subdivision, you know, slap and stick. And uh, so they, they were, frowned upon Schluter. Um, I found that every older. They were, yeah, they like uh, membrane and um, yeah. dry pack. Yeah. I tried to sell them on the weedy product and they were like, hell, what the hell are you talking they about? They don't want to touch foam. They don't want to touch it. Yeah. But that's okay. I don't mind installing it, all the waterproofing myself. Just come and tile. The tile's there. The thin set's there. The buckets are there. The sponge is there. The clips are there. Just show up and tile. Make it easy for my trades. Just show up. They don't use clips, any of the old school guys. No. No, they wouldn't use the clips and the wedges. No. They use the clips as spacers, but they wouldn't use the wedges. Yes. <laughs> so that you're wasting. Why not just yeah, put the wedge yeah. in there? But like, what a waste. No, 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 no. But, I, got, uh, I got it. I got it. That's but, how it is. But they, they were good. They were, they were quick, but they lacked finesse. And I said, you know what? I can't have this. This is not subdivision homes where you've got 200 to do in, in a month. I, I expect a little bit more finesse and uh, a little bit more care. And um, it wasn't working out. I had to, I had to let them go. Then I was back to doing tiling myself. And like, and the whole time I'm like, God, I hate tiling. So you were saying earlier that you found a good female tile set. Yeah, yeah, she's Who's, fantastic. You want to shout out or? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, her name is Alicia from Diamond Edge Tiling. Okay. And uh, she's great. Um, she's done a few projects for me now. A couple projects for me now. And she's good. She's got that finesse that I want. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, she's fantastic. Are you? Being tasked with designing the tile for your clients, the layouts and everything like that? Okay, so Scavetta Renovation and Design. So you guys are. So I try to help with the design aspect. Now, when it comes to tile, I've got a really good relationship with Factory Tile Depot. Okay. And um, they have a uh, program for their preferred contractors that basically ice. they have a, a designer dedicated just to contractors clients so like actually that miss they messaged me last night i got clients meeting with them on friday and um they're gonna help them pick other tile and design their bathroom i used to go with my clients all the time meet them at the tile supplier and all right what do you guys want to see and i'm like i'm like no no this doesn't work no your taste is horrible let's go with some (laughs) let's go with this but uh, now i don't have to do that no more factory tile depot looks after me they're fantastic and uh, I've been exclusively using them for 13 years. It's quite a road trip, eh? When you go with the clients and you have to babysit them and go through and ah, But you know what? I don't mind. I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. I don't mind. Uh, listen. But it starts to add up time-wise, right? Oh, of course it does. And I don't, I don't bill my clients for that time. You but know what I mean? Like designers do. I know. I know. But you know what? At the end of the day, for me, it's all about... I'm not about getting rich on the first job. For me, it's about building that relationship. I don't advertise. I don't do any paid advertising. If, if I take all my projects I did over COVID, 80% of them was all repeat business. Really? Yeah. It was all repeat clients. And not, not the second job. I'm talking the third and fourth project. I did their basement. Now I'm doing their kitchen. Next year I'm doing their master ensuite. You know what I mean? These are like f- large projects, full remodels. And that's what, that's what is important to me. I'm not going to say, okay, I'll meet you there Saturday morning and then I'll send you the bill after you know, two hours for, you know, $300 or whatever it is. I'm not going to do that. So what is it that you're doing different, Vito, that is making them call you back first? Uh, You know what? It's got to be how you end things or how you work things and then end things, Uh, Listen, I I, I pride myself on 
on uh, being honest, transparent, showing up. Like I said, the clients love that I'm on the job all day. I'm not like, okay, um, I got to go to Joe's house down the street. I'll be back in three days or I'll be back in a week. You know what I mean? They love that I'm there every day for the duration of the project. I'm overseeing my, my trades. You know what I mean? And um, how are you staying profitable by doing one job at a time? Because that was my biggest problem. I do the exact same thing. I would just always be there, focus there. Uh, everything that's got to be done work-wise, schedule-wise, it was always for that one job. It wasn't a bunch of jobs because now you're spreading yourself thin. You're all over the place. You're, you're trade city at that time. Uh, you know what? I, I, but I don't find that an issue. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm very hard on my my schedule. So, like, I just finished a, a main floor remodel. 1,800 square foot home, maybe 1,900 square foot home. Redid the kitchen, smoothed all the ceilings, all new hardwood floor throughout, painted the whole main floor, painted all the trim, painted all the doors, new kitchen, new quartz countertops, new electrical. I was in and out with trades in 22 working days. With the permits and everything? Permits, everything, in and out in 22 working days. Wow. How did you pull that off? You just schedule, just schedule. Just schedule. That's it. That's it. And the guys, the crew, and everybody knows that, that that's just like, well, like I said, here's my, the machine. My crew is just me and a helper. Yeah. And then I know that first week, okay, I'm going to have the everything demoed in a day, day and a half. I have my plumber and electrician scheduled on day two, day three. My taper was already in on day three, smoothing the ceilings. Oh, yeah, 100%. Wow. Yeah, me and my electrician, we, we drilled all the pot light holes out while my taper was, 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 was smoothing the ceilings. What oh, about yeah. material delays and everything like that? No problem. You're just... No problem. You're forecasting it way ahead. I, I have material ordered for clients for January, February already. Yeah. Or, already ready to go. Vanity, like my cabinet maker... A, my Rockstar cabinet maker got to shout him out too. Kitchens by Macri in Mississauga. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. But uh, he's already got vanities for bathroom models already made for clients for January, February. What about clients changing their mind? 22 days is a tight uh, schedule to change your mind. Uh, listen, there were actually quite a few changes during this remodel. But uh, like I said, uh, I'm a people pleaser. I'm a problem solver. Just get it done. If I got to call my trades back to get something else done that wasn't in the... The original uh, original uh, job description. Get back over here, okay? No problem. At the end of the day, uh, I I think I've earned the respect of my trades because I, I pay them on time. I don't hassle them. Um, I can you know I give my my trades a week notice, and they're like, "Yep, yeah, no problem. We'll be there next week." No Everybody's problem. got time. Everyone's got a schedule. Yeah, they can make it fit. Yeah, they make they make it work. Uh, you, here. you were you were saying that uh, you, you're I'm envious of this. You're uh, before we started rolling that uh, you keep in a small circle you don't bother taking work that's way out of your area to commute for no, such a long I distance get, i get calls for toronto scarborough you just stay Oshawa, away from all that eh? niagara region it's not worth it it's not worth it for what 90 percent of my work is within a 10 minute commute from home and then all your suppliers and everything you've kind of yeah yeah they're all they're everything. all local yeah yeah, yeah. it's smart yeah are the guys these days, all the tradespeople, are they asking for more money? Some of them have raised their their rates. I guess the question yeah. is really like, Vito, are we paid too little? 
as tradespeople and as GCs, but then again, GCs are always left out in the bag at the end of it, and their trades are paid, but then we're not necessarily always paid everything. Listen, at the end of the day, I know what I know what my trades are going to charge me roughly based on the scope of work. I charge my client X amount, but at the end of the day, I make sure that all my trades get paid. If it leaves me a little bit short in the pocket, but at the end of the day, if it impacted me that much, I wouldn't be taking all of December off. Of course, yeah. So I'm doing just fine. Are your clients thinking that the trades are paid too little, too much? I don't think. Fair. The, I don't think the clients. Well, you're presenting your numbers, so yeah, you've got your no, numbers. They to don't. Them. They don't listen. At the end of the day, my clients, like I said, most of my clients are repeat business as well, and if not, they're referral business. Because, like I said, I don't advertise. Um, my my clients they know me they don't they don't they don't question they I don't give them a reason to question you know what I mean like I think my pricing is is fair and uh, uh, competitive uh, especially for the product that I produce which is you know top of the line oh always. it's good quality I've seen so. it so I mean but with the clients that you're repeating two or three times jobs over the last three years the price must have been going up a oh yeah 100 percent. I mean with fuel going up yep. with material I have going clauses up. in my contract yeah COVID clause fuel clause inflation clause I have to 100 percent. and they're aware of it and they're comfortable yep. they understand yep. it yep so even I think at the end of the day that they're smart consumers they know that at the end of the day if they paying a little bit more that they st- they know that they're going to get a qu- they're going to get a quality product from me on a timely manner, and um, like I said, it's it's a, it's a problem I don't have with with clients. You got to share how you solve that. Let me just do a little. It's uh, my good looks. <laughs> history and construct. Every tradesperson is a good looking person. Uh, stone foundations, man. You ever come across that? Not in Mississauga. No, 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 not in this area. In Toronto, you get it all the time. Uh, when did they stop building stone foundations? Uh, with the exception of custom built homes, most houses built with concrete block foundations, concrete poured pre-1970. They were still building stone foundations. Uh, I, I've gone and done a couple quotes for homes in like Acton that were stone foundation. Yeah. Uh, most subdivision houses built in the 70s or newer have poured concrete. How old is stone foundation? Uh, it goes as far back in Canada, in Quebec, to the 18th century. Until the end of the 19th century, they were still using field stone. These buildings continue to dress the landscape today. Montreal and Ottawa foundations are known for this. Uh, do old stone foundations have footings? Have you ever worked on one? Stone foundation? Yeah. I won't. So no won't fo- stone foundations don't have footings. They just bear the actual stone yeah. right on the undisturbed soil. Yeah. That's how it is. It's really funny to discover it. Uh, often stone foundations were built with no concrete footings, simply stones laid into the undisturbed soil. Which stone is used for foundations for stone foundations? Any idea? <sighs> You didn't know it was a granite. test day. It's granite. Granite quartzite yeah, stones are used go. in foundations of building in places with high ground level, ground water level. Marble, slate, sandstone, and granite stones are used for floor paving. That's a little history and construction there. Um, what was my question before we started? Uh, I don't know. How, how are you solving this? How are you solving this? That it's, it's, it just lines up. All the clients line up. The stars line up. They just get it. They understand I it. I think they just get it. They understand. You know what I mean? Like I said, I have a great, great client base. I've had, I've had some of the best clients. No back uh, clients ever in 13 years? I've, I've, had, I've had one, and that was 13 years ago when I first started just out. Just got started? You know what I mean? And um, 
other than that, I've had yeah, I've had listen. I've had it a couple, was a lesson learned. It was a lesson learned. Yeah, and then have, a then couple, you, have I had a couple of weirdos? Sure, of course. But at the end of the day, I always get paid, and um, I like I said, I have great clients. Uh, and don't get me wrong, like you go and do quotes, and uh, you get you get a vibe because uh, at the end of the day, the homeowner can choose the contractor, but don't forget the contractor can choose the homeowner all the time. You know what I mean? Do you say no to? Very rarely, because they're already showing up with with already some information about you. Yeah, so they get an idea of who you are. So yeah. they're already on the path of approval. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Especially uh, since COVID and the way my my phone blew up during COVID, like pre so pre COVID, I was always booking uh, three to four months in advance, a good year six months in advance. Now I'm booking two years in advance. Whoa. I'm booking for 2025. Wow. Yeah, I'm fully booked. Clients are waiting for you? Clients are waiting for me. Deposits in hand, contracts signed. So you're not going to increase the workforce? Are you just going to keep nope. the team nope. slim like this? Uh, I, listen, it. I don't want to keep people waiting, but they're willing to wait for me. Okay. So they, they, they know the deal. And, and I think, like I said, I think they love the fact that I'm concentrating on when I'm on their job, I'm concentrating on their project and their project only. And I think that's what they appreciate the most. So that's why they're willing to wait. The salesperson's on site working pretty much. Pretty good for you. Like I said to you earlier, when I went to go work for these two businessmen, they said to us, we need a face to be, to meet with the clients and go on the job sites. We sell the job and then they don't see us after anymore. They didn't want to be the face. They didn't want to be on the job site. I guess. So yeah. that's what they hired me for. So I get it. My clients appreciate that. Not only do I come and sell the job, I'm also on the job. And I kind of put blinders on because I want to concentrate on that one client and that client only while I'm there. You know what I mean? But and you then, got other clients calling you and oh, reaching yeah, 100%. out and emailing, oh, yeah. prepping, discussing yeah. drawings. Yeah, ordering sp- material. Yeah. Yeah, but that's all after hours. That's all after 5 o'clock, right? Okay. So... They're not getting pressure. They're not pressuring you to kind of get a response right away. No, no. I found this particular tile, this vanity, this tub, whatever. No, I will. Uh, I will let clients know that um, I will get back to them as soon as possible, because at the end of the day, I'm I'm the salesman. I'm on the job. I'm the secretary. Yeah. I'm accounts payable, accounts yeah. receivable. Yeah. Email. Facebook, Instagram, text message. It's hard to keep, to like stay on it. Especially when you get, you know, 10, 20 messages a day, emails a day, texts a day, Facebook messenger, always, always. You don't get kind of swamp having so many or just tell the clients, listen, contact me through email here, contact me through text here, but Uh, having so many options for them. Well, I have all those options out there. Yeah. Right. So, it is what it is. It's yeah. Is it hard to keep track? Because they're like, I'll get a message, and they're like, "Hey, I messaged you three weeks ago." I'm like, "Oh crap! Where did you Where did you message me? Instagram, Facebook, email? Yeah, I gotta go back and look for that conversation. Yeah, that's right? what I mean. That's where it yeah. starts getting lost. Oh in yeah, it happens. There. But people, like I said, people understand. I said, "Listen, I'm I'm, I'm one guy. I'm one guy. I'm doing my best." There's you know. and you haven't had any conversation. I mean, I'm surprised that you're booked for the next two years, but no threats of inflation next year and recession and all kinds of stuff going on. Clients aren't going to pull back so far. And say, no, they're I've still good, and you're staying good. in touch with them. And they're yeah, told, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're moving forward. We're moving yeah. forward. 
It's the reverse because I've spoken to so many trades and GCs that have been telling me that scope has been pulled back, I, even pushed. I've I've only had one client uh, pull some scope, and I don't know if it had anything to do with uh, potential inflation or whatnot, but um, um, they pulled back. It was a, I think it was a two hundred thousand dollar project. I think they pulled back about. I don't know, 75000 Okay, back. so they just reduced it. Yeah, they reduced it. Um, but then you'll probably return on a second phase to... 100%. Yeah, to do that. You know I mean, well, I think I think also their their mindset kind of changed. Like, this was going to be the forever house. We'll put two hundred k into it. And then over the course of waiting for me over the past year and a half, because this project is coming up this summer, I actually met with them a few weeks ago. They're like, yeah, actually, you know what? This isn't going to be the forever house, but we still want to put money into it. So that way when we sell it in three to five years, and then when we find a forever home, then we have you come back and do all the bells and whistles on the forever home. Let me ask you this, Vito. Um, two homes, same client. One home, they're going to potentially sell it in the next five years, let's say. Same home, same clients, and they're going to make it the forever home. Full gut. All three floors, we're saying a, a two-story plus a basement. How much money should the client spend if they're going to just sell it in the next five years to renovate that same structure? And how much money should they spend if it's going to be their forever home? So they're going to use all those rentals for the next 15 to 20 years before they, they have to remodel again. What do you so, think that number so, is? So what are we talking like? If it's, a, if it's a flip in five years, are we talking like lower we make it smell and look pretty yeah a little so bit i guess new kitchen yeah new kitchen yeah. and new master yeah upgrade the other bathrooms yeah paint the whole place maybe upgrade some of the trim uh yeah. or maybe upgrade the trim to a certain extent and all new hardwood flooring yeah that that i guess would be your flip it and sell it and get it out of there yeah and then the forever you have a much better kitchen, a much better master. Yeah, not all not made in China quartz. No, and, no, no, no. You know, real yeah. Canadian. Are we talking twice the price if you're going forever no, versus? I don't think so. I think if it's a, listen, if we take an average house, like I said, most of my work is in Milton, Oakville, Burlington. Let's take a standard subdivision home at 2,000 square feet. If it's top to bottom and including the basement. So you're 3,000 square feet at that Yeah, time. sure. Let, let's, let's say 300K. You know what I mean? Like for I the flip or for the no for the forever home. Really, for that low? Home. You think that's low? I think that's low. Yeah, two thousand, three thousand square feet. I no. mean, I, I, so you're three hundred k. You what do you got? Kitchen like fifty or sixty for the kitchen? Yeah, basement a hundred grand. Yeah, that's you know about I mean? right. Yeah, but then now you got to do the master and all the other yeah, bedrooms. master ensuite. You know, I'd average master ensuite four piece. You know, around forty forty five k. Secondary bathroom, maybe around twenty five k, and then yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, hardwood throughout, trim. Well, I mean, hardwood, decent hardwood's going to be seven to eight bucks a square. Yeah. So you're going two thousand for one, and then probably a laminate or a, a vinyl for the yeah, basement. Yeah, for the basement. Yeah. Right. So you save a little bit there. So yeah. basically, if it's three hundred for the forever, what are you down to flipping? Like half that price? Or you? No, I don't think half. I would say maybe in between two and. 250,000. Okay. So it's not yeah. that much of a difference no. between the two. No, cuz at the end of the day, what do you what you're not saving on the workmanship or the labor. You're saving on on finishes, I think. Yes. So instead of going with uh, you know, uh, a growy uh or a real bell shower fixture that's worth, you know, 1100, $1, $1200, all right, we're going to put an American standard at, you know, 400, 500 bucks. Which by yeah. the way, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't growy now own American standard? 
Oh, I have no idea. Actually, some, those are those are two manufacturers that I don't use. Somebody <laughs> bought American Standard. I'm trying to figure out. No idea. Uh, there's there, there was something I, something I, happened recently. I sell my clients House of Roll exclusively. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's not cheap. No. It's but it's a good cheap. product. Yeah. I have you know I use House of Roll product in my own house. You know what I mean? And I've never had an issue with Real Bell product. You know what I mean? Oh, and they got a they got a great warranty too. Mm-hmm. So there's oh yeah, issue. if I ever have it, I've I've had cartridges that, you know, but they'll ship them. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's it, and they're easy enough to remove. Yep. Simple. That's yep. what I like. Simple. And, I, and good I, quality. I don't like any brands that have a wall at the local big box store with no. replacement parts on it. Yep, one hundred percent. And but you get a lot of clients who are actually saying, "Why can't we get this brand?" And I'm like, "Because there's a wall at the big box store with all the replacement parts for this product." Yep. I don't. Do you want me to come back in a year or two to replace this with this replacement yeah, part? There's a reason why the valves are free. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> it's just really. St- I'm trying to. Fi- we're sitting here talking. I'm trying to figure out your tool brand, and I'm leaning towards Dewalt. Yes, sir. One hundred percent. There we go. <laughs> black and yellow all day. <laughs> I figured as much. The whole thing is all black and yellow, or you got to mix a little bit of something else. I'm ninety nine percent black wow. and yellow. Comb- really? Huh? Yeah. And ninety nine percent cordless. All cordless. Everything. Huh? So you got all the batteries, even even the miter saw. My, I got two cordless compound, twelve inch compound miter saws. The only thing I like about the wall is that they're the only ones I think on the market that offer the cordless, but also with the adapter with the yep. plug in it. Yeah, everybody else doesn't, and I think that's a stupid move. You should have that option. Yep. So if you want to plug it in, you plug it in. The only thing I have that's corded is my job site table saw, but I have the compact cordless two. table saw as well. Yeah, yeah, I got two of them actually. And you've had that. You've always gone Dewalt since thirteen years ago. No, I started off uh, with rigid actually. Yeah, we all did. I think we all did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the warranty, because it was cheap. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah, until it started falling apart. Yeah, and, and then we chose our brand. Yeah, or our brand chose us. Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was just curious, so that's why I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. He's what, what, be what led you to that to, to that assumption? Um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. There isn't like a ticker. Like there isn't kind of a little spreadsheet that I'm going. Okay, 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 okay. I'm just looking at you, talking to you, and I'm like thinking, yeah, he's a Dewalt guy. That's all I'm thinking. I'm I'm pretty good too. Yeah. You know, you get a lot of the Eastern Europeans or Makitas. Yeah. You know, if you really love HVAC, you're Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, Sparky sometimes is back and forth. Yeah. Be Milwaukee or Hilti. Makita. Hilti, if yeah. you're commercial. Yeah. Uh, you get the odd duckling who goes Dewalt in that land. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen an electrician with Dewalt. I've I've seen them. I've heard it. Yeah. So it's just funny. My electrician, Milwaukee or Hilti, he's got all the trim guys. Most of the time here in Canada are Dewalt guys. Yeah. Or Dewalt or Makita. Yeah, all my all my cordless trim guns are all are all Dewalt. Yeah, all really? Yeah. Trim. Yep. Uh, I was just curious about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you go on my YouTube channel, you can check out my ultimate Dewalt tool trailer tour. Oh, yeah. You set it up properly. Oh yeah. 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 yeah check it's it out. all black and yellow. It looks like furniture all in there. All black and yellow. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I got to check bad. it yeah, out, check man. It out. Aren't you paranoid sometimes? No. That's what insurance is for, bunny. Uh, I know, but it's such a pain in the ass. I know. It's not even the insurance. It's a pain in the ass of waking up and discovering that. That someone, and I know, I know, and it's just like, and, and the shitty thing is that most likely it's another trade person that actually did it. Um, I don't think it would be another trade person. I think that's very common in the UK, I heard. Really? Trades people robbing other trades people. Why the I, UK? I don't know. Just people who I, like people I've talked to on social media that follow me and I follow them and they're like, and they've seen my, my, my tool trailer set up and they're like, dude, if that thing was in the UK, it would be gone. They would just take the whole thing. Gone. But I think here it's somebody walking by, they see that there's value and it's just that I'm going to get robbed and they're just going to sell it to make a quick buck. They ain't robbing it for themselves. 
sad. You know what I mean? Some, but it is what it is. You know what I but mean? But I mean, if it happens, it happens. You're right. Yeah. That's why there's insurance there. Yeah. So what are your clients these days asking for, man? What are you, uh, are you having the same kind of conversations over and over when it comes to kitchens, bathrooms? Is everybody playing safe these days? Um, playing it safe. They always yeah. revert right back to the for sale sign. I don't care what client you are. They always revert back back to the for sale sign. We might sell this place in five years. We might sell it in 10 uh, years. You know what? But that's a question I always ask. I say, what's your, what's your long-term goal here? Yeah. Five years, 10 years, 20 years? Yeah. When the kids are going off to university? You know what I mean, like, so I'm doing a project right now for amazing repeat clients. I'm, I just finished their main bath. I'm going back in January to do their master ensuite. And um, it was funny. They, they have two kids. They're teenagers. They're like, don't do ours first. Do theirs first because I don't want them to use our, our new bathroom <laughs> and while you're doing their their bathrooms because <laughs> that's okay. exactly what's gonna happen yeah no problem yeah so but uh they're like yeah you know in the next you know you know could be the next five to ten years um you know by the time the last one's off and done university you know what do we need a 3500 square foot home for for two of us you know you, nobody you, does exactly so we have to build smaller yeah or get used to building smaller or a condo or pay, uh, no grass to cut, no shovel, no snow. Yeah, shovel. condos are not uh, built all that much better. Uh, and, and I, I couldn't do the condo life. I no can, I did one condo in my whole career. I did the first one and I hated it. No. I never done another I, one I couldn't, since. I couldn't do it. I just don't like the logistics behind it. Yeah, I have too. I have too much crap. I don't like the rules attached to yeah. it. I don't like uh, the signing off if you damage ha hallways or anything else or common areas. I don't like permi asking permission to go pee. I like. I don't. I, I don't like any of that crap. Like, give me a break. Let me just do my job, please. I get that you can charge more. You can charge a premium, but I don't. I don't think it's worth it. It gives me a headache. But then there's guys out there that. Love the condo life. So we did, or I did. We, um, I worked. So in the beginning, two three years into my new business, um, we started doing condo remodeling for uh, the Bing Group. Okay, and it was a good little stepping stone because when uh, you know residential was a little kind of up and down. I we did I did over 200, 250 condo units for them. Oh wow! Yeah, in uh, what three four years? What was it all? Just rip everything out? Yeah, everything complete in? gut. Yeah. How that, old were the units? Oh geez, some of these buildings were 30, 40, oh, 50 yeah. years old. So they definitely the walls, the partition walls were 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 concrete and and lath. Oh, dirty as brutal, brutal. I know, but uh, it was it was an experience. It was fun. Like I said, we 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 I did it for. Three, four years. I had 13 guys working for me at one point. So we started off doing them in Kitchener-Waterloo. They gave me a couple units. I hired a couple guys. And um, they saw the turnover that we were doing was fantastic. The quality was great. Because even though it was um, uh, quantity over quality, yeah, which is, which is what most of these guys, their other trades or contractors they had that's what they were doing right but we we bumped up the quality and they liked that so it went from one or two condo units a month to four or five then six eight up to 12 we were turning over 12 condo units complete guts to finish product in 30 days holy cow man yeah how scheduling well that's the thing i had 13 guys working for me I didn't have to provide 
electrician. I didn't have to provide plumbers. And I didn't have to provide material, finished material, or countertops. They provided, so they built all their kitchens in-house. Okay. They, so. <clears throat> you were installing only. We were just in, installing only. Okay. Based on the scope of work, whatever the size unit was, whether it was a bachelor, two bedroom, three bedroom, two washroom, they provide us with the amount of material that we needed, the kitchen cabinets. They brought in their own plumber and their own electrician. We just did everything else. All, so all the vinyl plank, all the tile, install the cabinetry, all the paint, all the trim, all the doors. Everything. It was a good contract. Yeah, it was good. So why not continue it? Uh, you know what? Uh, babysitting again. That's we had, like way. I said, we had 13 employees. I had at one point, and honestly, the residential is where it's at for me. I couldn't, I couldn't. <laughs> well, you guys are design as well. So it's yeah. like, I, I, you're probably like me, where you get excited about new ideas and trying something new yeah. and offering something new to a client. So you, you like that yeah. with condos. It's it's here's the box. Yeah. Here are the components that belong in the box. Yeah. And that's why I, I just, it drives me crazy. Yeah, like I said, it was a good experience. Uh, it was good while it lasted for the three, four years that we're doing it. Uh, we I was out in Kitchener Waterloo for about two and a half, maybe three years. This is going back now, like six years ago, seven years ago. Yeah. And uh, then they said to us, uh, we want you to come out and do our Toronto units. So these were like lakefront condos, and uh, I was doing all the lakefront condos for them. Uh, then after that, I was just like, done, done. Yeah, it was more than enough experience, yeah, yeah. man. You know what, it was, it was funny because I was in one building doing... 10, 12 units. I had two guys on this floor, two guys in this condo, two guys in this unit, two guys in this unit, two guys in this unit. And, uh, but now mind you though, down the hall was another contractor with two units down there, two units here, a unit there. There was multiple trades and the multiple contractors in the building. Cause don't yeah. forget, we've got, a, you know, 30 stories, you know, 12 units per floor. They all got to get done. So I'm not going to do the whole building. I've got a certain amount given to me. Another contractor, another contractor got a certain amount given to him. But it was funny because uh, <clears throat> we're working away and we hear um, the owner from the, the, the corporation. The corporation is there with the property management. Okay. They're doing inspections on the units. So as they're being completed. As they're being, yeah, we're in the middle of working on them. It's middle of the month. It's, it's a pop-up, pop-in inspection. So we're like... Pop quiz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're going around all the units, and then the, the owner calls a meeting in our unit. I said, oh, shit. What the hell is this all about? Deficiencies? No, it's not deficiencies. Well, it was You're about... You're thinking it, that. Well, it was about deficiencies. Oh, okay. He brought in all the other trades... In the building. Stops it, everybody from working. Stops everybody from working. And this guy went off. He goes, the quality is shit. The production is horrible. And the deficiency list, this and that. He goes, you see Scavetta's unit? This is how I want them done. <laughs> I went. I looked at my guys. I'm like, you hear that? He's like, you take note how they hang their doors and they router out for the hinges and how they set the cabinets and how they do their tile work. This is how we want it done. I was like, oh, great. You know what? At the end of the day, we, they gave us an opportunity. They saw the kind of work we did in Kitchener-Waterloo, and they were like, we want you to come downtown Toronto and do the units out there. I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. 
So good for you, man. Yeah. But the whole time you're thinking that you're on the chopping block. Oh yeah, I'm like, why are they coming to our, my <laughs> unit for? <laughs> so that's too funny. Let me do. Let me do a little OBC talk here. We're sure. doing terms uh, on these current shows. Uh, cavity wall means a construction of masonry units laid with a cavity between the widths. Uh, the widths are tied together with metal ties or bonding units and are relied on to act together in resisting lateral loads. Closure uh, means a device or assembly for closing and opening through a fire separation or an exterior wall such as a door, shutter, damper, wired glass, or glass block, and includes all components such as hardware, closing devices, frames, and anchors. Condition space means any space with a building within a building, the temperature of which is controlled to limit variation in response to the exterior ambient temperature by the provision, either directly or indirectly, of heating or cooling over substantial portions of the year. And then constructor means a person who contracts with an owner and their authorized agent to undertake a project and includes an owner who contracts with more than one person for the work on a project or undertakes the work on a project of any part thereof. So it's funny that the OBC has these terminologies out there, but a lot of people don't really study them and realize that there's a lot of terminology in the construction industry. Yeah. Where do you want to go from here, man? What don't I know about you guys? Um... I like the sawdust as man glitter. Thank you. Yeah. Did you, you, you've been following me for a while. Did you yeah. do, I, I did the, uh, the cologne uh, posts where I did sawdust and, oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. concrete. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. some guys were asking me that, you where, know what, uh, where can you buy it? And I was like, it listen, at the end of the yeah. day, it's, um, if you gotta know, you gotta know the right people. And, and thankfully my, uh, thankfully my sister works for, a, one of the largest t-shirt manufacturers. <laughs> and, uh, I just came up with a whole bunch of st stupid, uh, cause before it was just, you know, I have, my logo used to be on the front with all my stuff on the back, all yeah. my social. So, you know what? I'm going to do something different. So I gave her a whole bunch of designs. I said, I just want to do something fun. So, you know, I, I got this one here. I got one. It's got a screwdriver and it says, this is not a drill. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Uh, For one, the electricians out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one, it's got a finger bleeding and it says, I play with power tools. You know, <laughs> just stupid stuff. Right? Yeah. So customers love it. Oh, my God, I love your shirt. <laughs> I do like it. I think it's probably about five or six years ago i started seeing all the trades start to take a lot of pride and then having that swag and spending that money on yeah. that swag right yeah. and they weren't i mean i guess they were they weren't uh, aware that it was actually creating a nice mess for their own business right yeah and then people wanted to swap and the stickers swapping and the t-shirt swapping and i mean i gave out so many t-shirts as well it's just you just want people to just contractors like that trades people like that yeah kind of stuff. yeah i give my um my trades t-shirts i've given a couple of clients some shirts and yeah sure i'll cut it when I'm, i'll use i'll wear it when i'm cutting the grass and yeah that, that's all i care about i don't care right what uh what part of the construction like what, what part do you like the best man carpentry carpentry yeah doing all the trim and hanging the doors trim doors cabinetry i love hanging kitchens uh love you still trim. do it yourself yeah oh yeah really huh yeah you don't hire somebody else to just come in and they uh, rock you know, and listen, roll it? My, uh, like I said, I have a great cabinet maker, absolute rock star. Don't they, they offer? 100%. Okay, yeah. But I would just rather do it. And I'm not I'm not saving money. I'm but not, how can you, Vito, how can you be in the I'm not same saving place, that. same, to, like, I got to tile this. I got to hang the kitchen cabinets there. I got to put the trim here. I got, how do you? How I do just, you, I just, I just make it work, but. Man, I just, I don't, just it's it just like you're pulling Do air. I find myself some days doing the job of three, four trades? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But like I said, like I, I just finished a kitchen remodel and main, a kitchen and main floor remodel. And uh, 
I was in and out in 22 working days, start to finish. And um, when it came time that my, now I had a flooring installer, my, I have a flooring installer, I'm tired of doing hardwood floor. So once the hardwood was laid, kitchen, is, kitchen was ready waiting for me weeks ago. Hardwood's going to be done tomorrow, deliver the kitchen the next day. Kitchen's delivered, hung in one day. I've already got my quartz guy to come and template the following day. My countertop is ready in four, six days. My tile setter's ready. Next day, come install the backsplash. Done. Your kitchen cabinet guy is offering your stone as well too, or is it no, somebody else? No, I have a separate supplier. For Who that. do you go for that? Uh, Provincial Granite and Quartz in Burlington. Okay, I yeah. don't know them. Yeah, Frank, right. he's fantastic. Great guy. Great product. But you did all this the same way that you were building your team. You're still building your supply team as well, right? Mm -hmm. In the early days. In the early days, yeah. I found that uh, my trades I've stuck with the longest. Suppliers I've kind of up and down. Like this is probably Why? my... Um, well, let's listen. Let's take countertops, for example, stone countertops. Um, I don't have time for bullshit. Um, but you're a small fish in a big pond and they want a high rise job. That's going to give them 800 units. That's more valuable than your one, two kitchens. Oh, listen, I'm being facetious by the way. Like, it's my, totally my, my old countertop guy still calls me. Hey, we haven't heard you know, from you in a long time. Like I would think that after a year and a half, two years, get it through your head. I've found someone else. You know what I mean? Because obviously they look at your feet or whatever and work's still going. 100%. And there's kitchens that are going up there and it's not theirs. 100%. So there must have been something that happened. Oh, yeah. Just listen. For me, big thing is punctuality, um, communication. I can't, like me, I'm big on communication with my clients, my trades, my suppliers. If, I'm, if I call you, I expect to call back, you know, the same day, if not within a couple hours, not three days later. I'm in the same boat, man. You know what I mean? Unless you're on a vacation, but yeah, I which mean, I know you're not. If I check your Facebook, I know you're busy. Everyone's yeah. busy. Don't get me wrong. But don't look at the phone, ignore the number and then not yeah. return the call. That's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Just pick up the phone. Yeah. So countertop suppliers, I think in 13 years, I've, I'm on my fifth one. Wow. Yeah. Just because I'm looking for the right. I'm and I, and I think I, and I found him. Because the communication is there, the turnaround time is there, the so quality it's not even the, is there. it's not even the quality that was failing. Oh, the quality was... Yeah, was there was, it? Yeah, there was a few, like, deficiencies and stuff like that that should have been addressed in production. Not, not, not after it's been installed. You know what I mean? Like, poor sink cutouts and, you know, edges that need to be... Should have been buffed better and seams that should have been a little bit, you know, yeah. more crisp. yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong, it doesn't happen that often, but it happened often enough that I'm not going to tolerate it. I demand, I, like I said, I'm a control freak. I demand perfection from myself, from my trades, from my suppliers. And um, am I picky if I ask a countertop installer to butt the slab right tight to the gable? Uh, when they want to leave a little gap because it's a tiny, tiny bit short on the other side there. And then am I picky for that? I just figured that you've got a visible section where the gable is. You've got space on the other side because you're going to put a backsplash, backsplash. right? Yeah. So just sacrifice that eighth or whatever it is on that side. Don't try to balance it out yeah. and leave a gap and yeah. then tell me that you're going to fill it up with silicone. Yeah. I'm like, no, make it tight to the yeah. gable, man. Make it tight. That's it. Whenever you can, make it tight. 
Like it, that's how it should have been measured. That's how it should be installed. Don't don't install it for the easiest path for you to get out of here. Because guess what? You're gonna have to return to lift it up to reset it again if you don't install it correctly. And and I, that's what I don't want. So come in, do just do doesn't and again doesn't matter who it is. Come in, do it right the first time. That's it. I don't want you come back. I don't want. I don't want you come back on the next job. Exactly. Simple as that. Simple as that. I don't want trades coming back to rectify deficiencies and stuff like that. So you're getting a lot of clients asking for, okay, I want to talk like bells and whistles. Uh, I'm noticing that there's a lot of conversations about uh, water filtration. Uh, There's a lot of conversations about obviously home automation. Uh, Obviously there's uh, conversations about uh, car chargers in the garage and things like that. Are you seeing kind of a ramp up on some of those things? niche stuff like that. Uh, clients will ask me, yeah, they're buying these electric vehicles now. Yeah, no problem. My electrician can wire it up for you. Electric car charger, no problem. But do I add it to my scope of work? Listen, my electrician, we're great friends. If he throws a point on for me, great. He's already there doing the work anyway, whatever. Home automation, not really too, too much uh, inquiries about that. A lot of, you know... Um, surround sound and stuff like that just adding little niches for home theater home automation yeah a lot of home theater stuff when i do basements but not so much home automation um besides i don't have anybody for that anyway so i wouldn't even know who to call you know what i mean a lot of companies are popping up yeah so but something like that i would be just like honestly research it on your own i don't i don't and i'll and i'll be completely upfront with my clients if there's something if there's a specific product or I'll research it. I'll look into it. But if it's something that I don't use or know particularly too much about, I'm going to be honest with him. Listen, I'm not sure I've never used this product before. I can look into it. Or why don't you just hire the people that may that, I'm just, that I'm manufacture it? No, I've had some clients do. We did reverse osmosis filters underneath the kitchen sinks. Yeah. Because they were just particular about the water. They just wanted to make sure. That Honestly, were, call Culligan. They'll come I, and do I know it. this no is like, it's all, it's all just a tank. The plumber yeah. is the one that sets it up. Yeah. So it just, there's a, you got to actually stop and read the instructions and sit there and try to figure it out and you figure it out. But a lot of people are asking for the filtration now because we're, we're like, as I guess clients are paranoid about what water we're getting inside the house. But you're also seeing so much more calcium built up in all your water fixtures, right? Like oh, yeah. w- within months of using them. Well, that's like, so I, I did a uh, beautiful master ensuite remodel for a client in older Milton a couple years ago. And she called me up and she goes, she goes, ah, oh, the, the, the real bell fixtures. It doesn't have the same water pressure as it had before. You know, I thought this was a, you know, I spent $1,200. I'm, I'm like, I can assure you there's probably nothing wrong with the fixture i pulled the cartridge out and the calcium buildup was just massive like you could you could chip it off with a chisel it was massive i said but listen it's not a manufacturer defect no but i have a great relationship with my with my supplier i'll i'll get you a new cartridge i'll pop it in no charge because i value our relationship our uh, your business over well it's, it's not it's your fault because you have hard water or you don't have a filtration system. So now here's $100 for the cartridge and $100 for my time. For, for what? For what? Couldn't you just soak the cartridge in vinegar? You got Now, now we're talking about time. I know, the time <laughs> where you sit down there, right? Yeah. But I'm just like, I, I guess it depends on how much calcium has been built up. It was, it was bad. Yeah. It was bad. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, let me, 
Let me run to the supplier, which is five minutes down the street. Let me pick up a cartridge, come back, pop it in. Works mint. See you, see you next year. <laughs> see, every, even I, because a lot of people have been bringing it up, so then I've been doing a lot of research about the filtration stuff because every, I would say, three, four months, I have to do the cleaning on the rain heads on my own, uh, my own place, and also the body sprays and things like that because the calcium does yeah. build up, yeah. right? Uh, not, not so much in the hand shower unit, but the hand showers are easy. It's the rain head that is difficult to... Uh, to be honest with you, I'm actually starting to find that with my own bathroom that I recently remodeled a couple years ago. It's the water, man. It's the yeah, source. It's the water. So, but the thing is, like, it's expensive for a filtration system. That's what it is. It's really, really expensive to to get it set up, and then all, then changing all the cartridges. Every so, not only are you going to be setting it up, paying a pretty penny, but you're going to be changing those cartridges quite a bit, yeah. depending on the, the city and and their water source, yeah. right? And our yeah. water, it just sucks. And I mean, I just tell clients the fixtures were going to last a lot longer, even though there's a lifetime warranty on them, they're going to last longer. Then, yeah, so and especially if you have uh, brushed nickel fixtures, all that oh. stuff. All that stuff. They look beautiful when they're out of the box. Six months later, they look absolutely. Aren't everybody asking for black nowadays? Oh my god, I can't. But stop. black is worse because I the can't water stop doing black fixtures. Uh, I know. Can't stop. I try to convince a client we're doing a master ensuite in the new year, in February, and I said, I said, so this is the one problem I have. You ask me, you know, what are clients asking me for now? What they're not asking me for is something different because every client they're like. You know, that master on, you know that master ensuite you just did? I'm like, yeah. They're like, we want the same thing. I'm like, no, no, no. Pick pick something different. They're too scared. Please pick they, something different. They don't want to take a chance. So I said to my clients, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, how do you feel about Matt Gold? And they're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, come on. Let's do something different. I'm tired of doing, I bet every bathroom I've been doing is black fixtures. Let's white, do something. White tile black. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We, done, we did a few of them as well, too. Yeah. The first one's beautiful. Stunning. It's great. Oh, yeah wonderful then i get sick and tired of it yeah. man but i mean yeah in all fairness the, we do it we see it all the time clients see it once or they see it twice yeah. they see it in their pinterest page and then they see it in yeah. their house right yeah that's just generally how it is but they're always going towards that well we you know what the, the good part is is that they're looking at my work and they're saying we want it to look like the bathroom you just did not like oh do it like joe schmo's bathroom so a bit of a compliment i guess but it's kind of <laughs> funny because clients will be watching their favorite shows and if they're circa today sometimes if they're circa like back in the 80s or 90s or something like that they'll start picking certain things that they see that they like and then they start realizing that that was designed for a reason it looks like that for a reason mm -hmm. and it's not black fixtures and it's not white tile it's something different like you start seeing these really interesting color options and selections that i like a lot but nobody they're all afraid they're afraid to try something different yeah that it may not work Right. They know that the white and the black fixtures works. Guaranteed. You know what I mean? You know what I think it is? The one thing that I've noticed is that um, not so much that they're scared. Like when you present, listen, if you present them options like chrome, brushed nickel, and black, you know, those are easy toss ups. But once you say matte gold, they're like, oh no, matte gold. I'm like, listen, we're not. They have their own image of it. Yeah. We're not, we're not talking about Trump Tower here. Yeah. Okay. But what I found the most part is, is that they um, they don't know what what works, what colors go together, and so like I, I just recently completed a, a project for a client, master ensuite, and and the towel that they picked, they brought the samples home. I went to go meet with them. I'm like, I'm gonna come by, have a look at the samples you picked, just reconfirm my measurements before I order everything. I looked at the tile. I was like, I was like, oh hell no, why? I am not ordering this. Why? It's awful. 
Was it, it was bad? awful. Really? Yeah. Awful. The shower tile was uh, like, a, like a faux Carrera marble porcelain tile. And the bathroom floor was going to be a faux concrete, like polished concrete. Okay. I'm like, no, this doesn't go. I'm like, pick one or the other. Why did they like that combination? They had no clue. They didn't know. So I, I went and, and I reordered all the tile in. They picked all 12 by 24. I, I changed it all to 24 by 24. I'm like, trust me, you're going to like it. And sure enough, they were absolutely in love with their new bathroom. I was like, we can't go with this combination. It's not going to look good. <laughs> can't do it. Are your, so. you know, are, you, are your clients becoming more um, functionally savvy? And what I mean by that is in today's day, we do not need a linen closet. I think a linen closet is a waste of space and it shouldn't be designed in any kind of application. This is just me ranting again about like no upper cabinets. I don't agree with linen closets. I think that bathrooms should be designed for a place in the bathroom for your linen, right? For your towels, your extra towels and all this other stuff. Like a, like a custom cabinet that like complements the vanity or something like that? Something like that. A niche of some sort. Yes. But the thing is, it's, it's almost like it's in the room that you're using. I go back to functionality. Mm -hmm. So when you, I don't know where it all came from. I'm sure one day we'll come up with the history on that. But some architect came up with the idea of building a linen closet out in the hallway, away from the source of where you need to use it. So I eliminate that whenever I do get a chance. I go, you don't need this. This needs to be put here. It's the same way that I, I think a butler's pantry makes sense. I think a oh, pantry, I love the butler's pantry makes sense. Love it. because we're, But parking a butler's pantry by the front door or by the laundry doesn't make sense. No. Right off the kitchen makes sense. Yes. So I just keep on looking at it like it makes sense. I think that all bedroom doors should be two doors. Every closet. Sorry, sorry. Every closet bedroom should be two doors should not only be you, sh you shouldn't have a two foot by four foot closet with a single door in the center because that makes no sense yeah. and yeah. not and not a slider either and it shouldn't be a slider yeah. it should be two doors and it should also be back mirrored as well because that's exactly what you see when you go shopping mm -hmm. you open up your dressing room and you try on your item you pull it out and guess what there's a mirror on the right there's a mirror on the left so you reproduce that at home so you put two doors and you put a mirror on both sides and guess what you can stand in the middle and you can see your front side and your back side so that's where i go about function you try to explain this to clients some do get it some don't get it so, um i like picking fights Vito. oh you <laughs> you want to go <laughs> uh no i get what you're saying um there's little things here there's, and there yeah, all there's over the little house. things like well to go back to your linen closet thing like um i don't know i think i would be on kind of on the fence on that like i I personally would rather see if I'm doing a master ensuite, if we could fit a, a custom tower for sure. 100%. For sure. 100%. But that's where your linen would go. But don't forget the linen is nothing but a dumping ground. Well, no. See, here's the other thing. Bed sheets. You're not renovating for beach hoarders. Beach towels. No, 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 no. That's so beach. It's not just. So beach towels and all that stuff. That should ha hang out where? Where? It should hang out actually in the laundry area or the mudroom area. That's where that should hang out. There's no reason for it to be upstairs, especially if you've got a laundry on the main floor. Most older homes in the 70s and 80s, 60s, 70s and 80s, 90s even were laundries on the main floors. Now they're all being pushed to the top floor. So if it's in the top floor for space, then there should be a tower there in that area so that's why i'm just i'm trying to think of like people should start understanding the functionality of their home and mm -hmm. how it all works right like i disagree with 
this is our, back to our age, right? Like laundries were what? They were always in the basement. Yeah. That made no sense. Like yep. you're in the bedroom undressed and then you carry everyone yep. at the time when you're a kid. And they went to the mud room. Yes. Now they're finally upstairs on third floor. But then you get homeowners that love the idea of that until you got to do laundry off peak hours for hydro rates. Yeah. And now you're running a machine just as you're getting to bed and now it didn't finish and you're hearing the entire yeah. cycle because it reverbs through the whole yeah. house, right? Yeah. So it's just like you have to think functional when it comes to renovating your house, especially if you're gutting everything. Here's an opportunity for you to figure out the best way. See, my, my argument, my, my point is that people do it for kitchens and masters, mostly for kitchens, but sometimes for the masters as well. But they ignore the rest of the house. They don't realize that they're missing opportunities for the rest of the house to kind of create these sort of decks and everything. You should already build something in your deck where you store all your cushions. There like should be a, a built-in deck box. Yes. Yeah. That's a mandatory. Mm -hmm. It should be like, okay, we need railings and we need a deck box. And they'll be like, what are you talking about? Where are the cushions going to go? When you're not using it, when you want to put them away so then it rains or whatever, and then they're dry, and then you can take them out when you want to use them, and then vice versa, back yeah. and forth. So I'm like, every room has a functionality attached to it. Here's an opportunity. Start selling those functions to the clients and get them to understand that. But it's always a challenge. It's always a fight. Oh, I, I, Unless I, I, it's the kitchen or the master. I agree with you. I find that um, clients use the ba finishing their basement as the opportunity to create uh, some function. The basement for me, and early on in my social media career, I always called the basement the third floor because we would renovate it. Like we would, I, I was doing basements for 250, almost 260 for just a basement because we were doing bedrooms, we were doing second kitchens, we were doing full baths, uh, not little dinky baths, right? We were doing uh, music rooms, we were doing home theaters. So you were spending the same amount of money that you would on the main floor or the second floor. So it always became the third floor. It's just, it's, it's it, like by the time you finish it and you properly do it, you make the windows larger, you have a, a walkout out of that basement, you have so much more sunlight coming into that basement floor, it feels like the third room. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was like, don't do this. And, and we, I've had plenty of conversations where like, no, don't, this isn't the storage room. This isn't where you're going to dump everything in here because it's in the basement now. No, you got to find a space for all this stuff. Where does it belong in the house? The same way that you have closet organizers. That's another thing. All your closets should have closet organizers. Somehow you should have... First of all, long and two shorties. Yep. Mandatory. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, throw shelves in between. Shoe rack. Shoe rack or a shoe drawer yeah. or something. A place to put your ties, your belts, yes. and your watches. Yes. Yep. All that stuff. And it doesn't cost a lot of money. It just it costs a little bit of time to think about it. But clients will only put that exercise in their master, right? Because for his and hers, they'll mm -hmm. spend that effort there. But why can't your kids be the same way? Why can't you do... I've got... Like, I think it was like 15 years ago. I think it was one of the first trade shows I ever went to. I came across a Swedish uh, uh, pull-out hang-dry unit. Mm -hmm. It's like 50 bucks. It was a telescopic. It actually go yeah. right back to the wall, and you pull it out. It was called uh, Sveti, Sveti or something like that. It sounds like it's from Ikea. Yeah. no, Well, it's Swedish, <laughs> but it, it, I don't even think they sell them in here, here anymore. They had a whole line, and I saw it, and I bought it. And the cool thing about it is that it actually clips onto these brackets, and you can also put the double. They gave you two brackets, two sets. You put the other bracket outside, and then all of a sudden, you can close dry outside during the warmer months. Hmm. And it's such a useful tool, but it's in the laundry and now your function. So you want to hang dry something, you just put it right there. That's why I'm like, every time you renovate, think about some functionality attached to every single room. 
there isn't a single room that you cannot apply that functionality to. Uh, I think through, through from experience, I don't think uh, they don't think of it. They don't think of it th that they much. Don't. They don't. They think it's, about it's the valid gold, point. You know, they think about what they want to achieve for the one room that they spend most of the time, but they forget. Start clocking your hours. I bet you any money, you spend more time in the master than you do the kitchen. If you clock the hours, right? Take a bath, wine, candles. <laughs> you start clocking the hours, you're spending more time in the master, right? How much time do you do? How big is the family? Your laundry loads. You start clocking the hours, right? The kitchen is not the primo spot that everybody spends the time, right? I'm just saying... That's Kitchen what decks is are. My primo that's, spot. <laughs> I know, but the, the decks are spent too. How many times are you outside cooking on the grill? Like you spend quite a bit of time. Uh, you outside. know what? Actually, not as often as I would. Really? Think. Huh? Yeah, because you know, summer uh, a few times in the winter, but summer times we're we're gone every weekend. Oh, so you're going away? Yeah. Yeah, we go we go up north. We go camping. See, that's what happens is everyone starts putting all that effort at what the cottage. They'll apply that functionality in the cottage that, area. Now that is true. That so why true. not apply it at your house, your dwelling that you spend more time at than you do the cottage? But uh, you, maybe because you want to feel that when you get away, you're in, you know, you're in. Uh, but everything's organized when you get away. Yeah. Everything's in the right spot when you get away. Yeah. The cushions are put away and they're protected to yeah. get away. Why can't you do that at home? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I just like picking fights with them, man. That's a good question. Actually. Here, let me do it. This is actually a test. I want to ask you, this is Green Book Talk, right? So regarding fines. Uh, constructor, me and you, failing to appoint supervisor for project with five or more workers. What do you think the fine is? 10 G's. 10 G's? 550, 550 oh. bucks. All right. 550 bucks. I swear these are like, the fines are really, really low. I just want to share everybody that though. All right. Uh, what else I got to know about, uh, what are you up to? What else you want to share before we get into the 12 questions? Uh... I don't know. Where's the company going? I know you got a 10-year plan. Don't share it. I don't want you to share it because I think that anybody who's listening, you should be thinking about your own 10-year plan and figuring it out yourself. You shouldn't be spoon-fed how to do it. Right now, like I said, 13 years later, I'm, I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, like I've thought about expanding and, you know, the only way I would expand if, is if I could clone myself. It's going to happen soon one day. Yeah, probably. <laughs> if I can clone myself, then I'll expand. You imagine then the I got construction an industry if we can clone? Oh, my God. You imagine that? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, and I've thought about hiring someone. You know, do I hire someone that's just coming into the industry that I can, I can mold? That's a good point. Do I hire someone who's got five years experience that knows the basics and I can say, hey, do this, I'll be back in an hour and not have to worry about it? Or hire someone, my age, my skill level, my pay grade. But set in their ways. Exactly. And then I got a butt heads. I think your best bet is the middle. I think it's bachelor number two. You know what I mean? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, that's way beyond your age group. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think it's number two because they're just finishing being a sponge. They have enough experience to kind of run a job and they're hungry enough to improve and take it to another level. Mm -hmm. I think uh, the other two, first and, set and third, I think is going to be, first will be overwhelmed and possibly slightly intimidated and question whether or not they can. 
they'll need a lot of hand holding possibly. And then the third one, I, I go back to it's set in their ways. Yeah. They've, they have, uh, you've been doing it for 30 years. Yeah. You've been doing it wrong kind yeah. of mentality, right? And if, and if they're working for you, why aren't they working for themselves? That's the other question. So there's lots of questions that come up, right? Yeah. But you do get a lot of guys who don't want to uh, run the shop. Uh, you know what? I've met a few. I know a few guys in town. They were GCs for yeah. 15, 20 years. And now yeah. they're like, I'm done with it. I'm I just want to come and you need something. I come and do this. I come and do X, come and do this. And then that's it. They don't want to manage clients no more. They don't want to manage trades anymore. But like for me, like, like I said, uh, I, I love what I do. I love being on the job. You got to love it. You, you do. You got to fall out of love with it once in a while. But then oh, you yeah. Fall there's right some days where I'm just like, but that comes more of uh, how my body feels that day. Not my mindset. Because yes. my mindset, like I said, uh, I love getting up for work in the morning. I love my job. But some days my body's like, oh, my God. Like, I, 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 <laughs> welcome, I listen. Welcome to the construction I got a, life, man. Just like you, I got a mortgage to pay and I got a business to run. And I, I got to go to work with with ailments. Yeah. Injuries. I, I've gone to work with torn meniscus. I severed my finger in half, went to work the next day. I had to. The job was getting done, and I had another project starting the following week. I went to work with a, with a, with a splint on my finger after I ran it through the chop saw. Yeah. That hurts. Oh, yeah. How many stitches? Well, I got cut. They stitched me up. Plastic surgeon wasn't available to reattach the tendon. This was on a Thursday. They said, come back next week on Monday, Tuesday. They had to cut me back open again. Sticks the tweezer and he goes, you want to see something cool? He's digging around for the tendon. He goes, ring, 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 ring. <laughs> Stitched me back up again. And you know what? It was more painful the second time when he cut me back up because I was already starting to heal after four days. Why didn't they just let it heal? I guess they went to no because I didn't because my finger would have would done nothing. Been, yeah. The tendon was was that, separated. Okay, that's why. Yeah. yeah, I went through the tendon and the bone. The only thing holding my finger together was the bottom tendon and the skin. Uh, yeah, that was my worst worst place. That was my worst workplace injury. And then you went right back to work after that. The next day, I went, I went to work the next day. I was working one whole year with a torn meniscus. I had no choice. This it's was painful, this, isn't it? One hundred percent. Like just pain. One hundred percent. You couldn't kneel down because if I kneeled down, my knee would lock. I couldn't stand up. But I had uh, five hundred square feet of vinyl plank flooring to lay. I had no choice. So how did you do it? Very carefully. Did you damage it more? Or no. Did no. Actually, it's it's funny because this, this happened just before the pandemic. I went to go see an orthopedic surgeon. He gave me a cortisone shot. Steroids. Said, yep. He said, uh, if you're not working, physical work, it'll last eight weeks. But if you're going back to work tomorrow, it'll last maybe four to five. And he was right. The next day I woke up, I felt like the million-dollar man. My knee was like nothing had ever happened well, to you it. You can get addicted on that shit. Well, they say you're not supposed to inject uh, cortisone in the same spot more than once. But I, I didn't get addicted to it. But f five weeks, he was right. It started to wear off. And I started to feel the pain come back. And because uh, he said, come once it starts to wear off, come back and then we'll reassess and see if you need surgery or not. Well, pandemic hit, everything closed down. I'm like, oh shit, I, how am I going to, the thing's wearing off. I'm in pain and uh, I can't get an appointment with an orthopedic surgeon. But um, 
It ended up healing on its own. Really? Yeah, two years later. So you didn't need my, the surgery? No, my knee is great. Great. Did you, what, like icing it or doing anything to it? I didn't do it? anything. It just wouldn't do it. Nothing. Again. Stretching it? Nothing. Healed on its own. That's like, that's where chancy. Yeah. Wow. Huh? Yeah. I'm like, I told my wife, I'm like Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, was, I had one more question to ask you. I was like, is there really a labor shortage? Or do we have just a lot of guys and girls out there that want to get in the industry, but they're cherry picking where they want to go? Um, I think there's uh, more cherry picking than anything else. I think there is. Yeah, I think there's less skill, but they want the higher dollar. I think, like I said, I, I've I've tried looking for help here and there. More of a not so much someone that I could say, hey, you know, hang this, hang these five sheets of drywall. I'll be back in an hour. More like a, we're gonna demo today. You're gonna take out the garbage. That's more what I'm looking for. I need an extra set of hands. Run yeah. down to my run down to my trailer in the driveway. Go get me this. Go get me that. You know what I mean? And um, I'll give you I'll give you the perfect example. Mind you, though, this was during even COVID. Okay. I was doing a load-bearing wall knockout, and the engineer specced on the drawing that the, um, they wanted me to break the floor and uh, measure the footing. So the footing was 36 by 36 by, by, by 5. He said, no, I need the footing to be 36 by 36 by 16 for this beam we were putting in on the main floor. Okay. So to make a long story short, I broke the concrete floor. I built the shore wall. I broke the concrete footing. I dug all the dirt out. By the time I was done, it was 55-gallon 50, pails of debris. Okay. So I went... For the extra 10 inches on the footing? By the time I dug it all out, it was 55... Plus, I guess, breaking out the old footing as yeah, well, Oh too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and all the, all, the, all the dirt around it, digging all the dirt yeah, out. It was 55-gallon yeah. pails. Wow. And then I had 40 bags concrete of concrete to come down i was i was burnt yeah so i went on my local communal daddy's facebook groups i said hey i know it's a tough time for everyone right now people are sitting at home doing nothing i said i could use a hand twenty dollars an hour just to carry the stuff out crickets nobody crickets meanwhile there's guys on there they were Oh my god! I don't know what I'm gonna do. I lost my job, and you know I'm still waiting for my first Serb check. Twenty is too less. Too low. So I went back. Hey guys, I'm still looking for a hand. Twenty five dollars an hour. Two gentlemen reached out to me. Yeah, I'm at home doing nothing. What do you need? I got fifty five gallon pails of debris to come out of a basement and forty bags of cement to come downstairs. Days work. I'll give you you know twenty five bucks an hour. You what do you want? You want you want two hundred bucks? You want three hundred bucks? Two hundred bucks. Eight yeah. hours. Yeah. Yes. Not interested. They weren't interested. Not interested. Did you do it yourself? 100%. It wasn't worth their time to drive out there to, for 200 bucks. Drive where? It was local. Local. People. They, local. Could, they could have rode a bicycle. I guess. 100%. All you had to do was up and down. Yep. One flight. Yep. As you go up and you're carrying stuff, yep. you come back down with stuff. Yeah. You actually, it's going to take you 50 trips. 10 of them will be half. Yeah. Took about three hours. About three hours. I was by willing yourself to, I, by myself. I was willing to pay somebody a full day's work to come, just come and do it because I didn't want to do it. So that's that's basically, yeah, they're chair picking. Now, mind you, though, I'm reaching out to people who aren't in the business, possibly, but even finding people who I are, know. But as a okay, 
how many manual labor jobs have you had in your youth, even Tons. as an adult? We Tons. do it all the time. Constantly doing it all Tons. the time. I know. It's different nowadays. Vito, pleasure, man. Thanks so much for sharing. No Everybody problem. check it out. Uh, website is scavetarenovations.com. Info at scavetarenovations.com. And it's Scavetta Renovation and Design on the YouTube channel. How many videos you got on there? 83. Holy cow. Just hit 1,000 subscribers, so Good subscribe you, to the channel, folks. Savetta underscore Reynolds on IG as well, and also on TikTok. Yeah. You, you ready for the 12th? I try to keep my Instagram and TikTok light, like on the more on the comedic side. I'm a bit of a joker. I like to, I like to have fun with my trades and my clients on the job site. You so. don't want to get canceled? No, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> what is your favorite construction word? Uh, Garayu. <laughs> There you go. There's the Portuguese. That or Stugats. Stugats. There's the Italian. <laughs> yeah. What is your least favorite construction word? When I hear my trades say I'm sorry for being late. Oh, I thought they made a mistake or something. <laughs> no, no. Or even making a mistake. Sure. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> what turns you on in construction? Uh, punctuality. Punctuality. You can never have enough of it. No. What turns you off in construction? Lack of common sense. Nobody wants to think these days. No. You gotta, I, I find sometimes that I got to do it for everybody. I, I, sometimes I wonder, am I the only one that has common sense sometimes? sometimes? At the end of the day, we're doing remodeling. Do you know what remodeling is, home remodeling is? It's glorified arts and crafts. Basically. It's glorified arts and crafts. We're not building a nuclear rocket. It's not difficult. And that's why I find it, guy, guys that are coming into the trades, guys or girls, doesn't matter, that, that they can't grasp certain concepts. I don't know what it is, but anyways. What's your favorite curse word? Oh, I guess I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world? Well, unattainable or attainable? Unattainable would be like a 62 Ferrari GTO. Attainable, I already own it. So, Six, Okay, you just, that's a, that's a $3 million car. Try like $30 million. Is it really that high more, now? 100%. Maybe more. For an original. Original, yeah. Yeah, jeez, man. Yeah. Dream, <laughs> but my, my attainable dream car, I, already, I own it already. I have a 1973 Plymouth Barracuda. Yeah. What color? Hemi orange. Nice. Fully restored. Yeah. You drive it a lot? Yeah, when I can. In, yeah. the, in the summertime, obviously. But like I said, we're away a lot during the the weekends and stuff like that. So I actually drive it more on week weeknights. Like I'll go to cruise nights and stuff like that and talk cars. And Did you restore it? Uh, it was partially restored when I bought it. Me, my old man, and my brother, they helped me finish it. Nice. Yeah. What's your least favorite vehicle? The new Corvette. I don't like it. I don't like all. it. It looks like an Acura. I, d I think Stevie Wonder designed that. Thing. Yeah, with his feet. It just. <laughs> <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you love? Oh, the sound of my DeWalt impact gun. <laughs> <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you hate? I hate the sound of a trowel back buttering a tile, ceramic tile, it's or like, a porcelain yeah, tile. Yeah, it's, it's chalkboard. I hate it. It's like nailed on a chalkboard. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? You know what? Uh, I love cars. I love speed and horsepower. I'd love to be a race car driver. NASCAR or Formula One? 
Uh, neither. Grand Touring. Grand Touring? Yeah. Nice. What profession would you li- not like to do? Anything that has to do with uh, touching another human being, like nursing or yeah. doctor. I couldn't do that. Hard. Couldn't do that. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? You done good, cowboy. Vito, thanks so much, man. Thank Pleasure you, to meet you finally, man. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Everyone, check him out. www.scavetarenovations.com. Info at scavetarenovations.com. And all over YouTube. Check out the videos. Reach out to him. Check out the truck, the trailer. Yeah, check out my Ultimate DeWalt Tool Trailer Tour. It's on Has DeWalt channel. responded about it, or have they said anything about um, it? So I talked to my DeWalt rep. He said, listen, you're in your infant stages of your YouTube channel. What does that mean? You're in well, your I don't have stages. the viewership or the subscribership uh, yet. Listen. So we're not going to send you anything. But what we will do is, if there's any new tool that you're, you're thinking of purchasing, call me. I'll lend it to you free of charge for 30 days. Oh, wow. Try it out. Beat it up. So I did. They, they sent me brand new one-inch SDS rotary hammer. Brand new. Two brand new batteries. And uh, yeah, I got a review video on that too, by the way, if you want to check it out. And uh, yeah, beat it up and uh, then I ended up purchasing it. They gave me a, a, a deal on it, but uh, that's it. So yeah. <laughs> check it out on TikTok and everything. Skivetta underscore Reynolds. I think that's it, man. All right, brother. Thanks so much, Angelina. Thank you. We are gone.